1: great form by you hitting play on this podcast now check out same racer
2: the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips same racer download from the app store and google play powered by Bluebet.
3: gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858 it's saturday
2: lunchtime which means it's crunch time on scn crunchy fried chicken by red rooster
4: It's not even half time into round three of the National Rugby League for 2021 and it's already been a week to remember. It started at the foot of the Blue Mountains on Thursday night. Grand finalists from 2020, the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm who battled it out. It was gruelling, a brutal 80 minute encounter. Some of the best footy we've seen. With the Storm up by four late in the match, it was an unlikely hero who would pinch the lead for the Panthers late.
2: Here's Momorowski. Momorowski. the crowd's on their feet. Comes to Charlie Stane, back now to Capewell. Capewell stands, got away from one. Still going, Capewell oh. stretches out and scores the try. Kurt
4: Capewell, what a hero. He's locked it up and the crowd has gone crazy. Still not home. Rule number one, never ride off the purple. Jesse Bromwich throws
2: it out. They're still going. Olam, dummy, over, oh. over. Olam got it down. Olam got it down and he's won it for the Melbourne Storm. Unbelievable last
4: play. Justin Olam on the burst. Big Billy Kick-Out, known for his devastating runs in attack. He ran all right, but this time right over to the other side of the field.
2: No try. No try. Unbelievable. (laughs) Billy Army Kick-Out, what courage. It looked like he was killed (laughs) just moments (laughs) earlier. He got off the ground and he saved the try.
4: The Panthers a famous win. They're third on the bounce. What a start for Ivan's boys. As for the Dragons, at season start, coined as the easy beats, hey? But now, after two straight wins under Coach Griffin, the spoon noise has been hooked. Hear that noise? Sounds like keyboards tapping from the south, sniffing out finals tickets. Ambitious, perhaps? Dreams are free. They took it to the windless and clipped wing Seagulls down in the gong, showing no mercy.
2: Here comes Dufty this time. He got the ball from Tarek Sims, shut the
4: gate. Under the post he goes. So Manly had all the possession, then a little line break for Tarek Sims. This time they weren't going to muck it up. Ball played back away and it comes from uh, Norman. Dufty, Dufty, he's going to go towards the post. Saab won't make it. (laughs) Dufty gets a double. Corey Norman is finding his brilliant best. Where to now for Manly? They're proving if no Tommy Turbo then no two premiership points. Early pressure being heaped upon the captain, players and coach. Yeah,
2: hey, we're out of shape at the moment. We need to,
4: need to find
2: it pretty quickly.
4: Well, Desi, the good news, your boys are well and truly now under the radar. Later at home, Bush, a clear, perfect night. Perfect for footy, perfect for Hollywood spotting, not so perfect to be a Chookies fan. If there was an Oscar for best performance, it wasn't going to Rusty Crow. Chrissy Hemsworth, Nat Portman, or even Taika Watiti. This one will be more reserved for Latrell, Cody, or Cookie. Bennett's bunnies running rampant over the wounded roosters, adding another chapter in the book of feuds.
2: Oh, Latrell goes down a short side. Ball back in for Cody Walker. Oh, magical! Dummy to the outside. Went back in and scored it kisses the wrist and then points to the camera and we point to you cody walker last apple, cook walker floated it now gaggite
4: needs to run it goes back to walker he'll score they're magical out on this left hand side <laughs> for Robo's men it was the first time in 2021 out of the winner's circle but the biggest loss for them wasn't a match result fears for the worst their star half luke Keary a potential ACL injury that would prematurely end his campaign. Now, joining me today are Denon Kemp and Katie Brown, and we are ready and armed to give you your rugby league fix for the next two hours. And what about our footy and racing correspondent today? He's the doyen of Sports Administration. Peter Volandes on the show to talk about the NRL and today's Golden Slipper, live from Rosehill Gardens. The sun is shining on this glorious Saturday afternoon and SEN's rolling coverage of the National Rugby League continues with you right now. This is Crunch Time. Thanks to Red Rooster. Yes, it certainly is. It's a cracking Saturday and the back line looks this way. On the left-hand side, Katie Brown, good afternoon.
1: (laughs) Good afternoon, Joel.
4: And uh, you're on the left-hand side today in the commentary box here because you are playing where tomorrow? Left-center. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Any tips?
4: Uh, plenty of tips. Now, a bloke who also did much of his best work on the left hand side. He's not on my left, but he's on your left, Katie Brown,
3: the great Denon Kemp. Mate, I'm going to need some tips from you today. I'm, I'm your winger, so I'm just following you. Wherever, whatever your decisions are, <gasps> I follow you in. No,
1: no, you've got to talk to me. <laughs>
3: uh, you know what, uh, ladies and gentlemen,
4: we're only three quarters of the show. The other quarter, of course, are our loyal listeners. You can have your say on the open line, 01 1170. You can also text us anytime you like, 0457 736 roosters fans what are you thinking about the fallout of last night south sydney fans feel free to hop on this show joy arrow will join us a little bit later on as well but the big fella the big big man the king of the castle the grand bar, so to speak peter Valandis will join us right here on crunch time so if you've got any questions for pvl let us know on the text line 0457 736 736 now denon uh, hasn't the world changed uh you're making big big waves in social media and greater media for that matter you think about 10 years ago no twitter no ubers uh no f45s uh no such thing as podcasts geez the world's changed
3: hasn't it mate it's uh, changed for the better in my opinion more, yeah. more content for the the footy fan uh it's been i think also how rapidly in the last probably 48 months has been really interesting as well you know i started my podcast five years ago but even at that time, I was aware that a lot of people didn't know what a podcast was. So yeah. you, you kind of have to—you might have a great idea, but if the timing's off, you know, it it um, may not hit as much. Which it's funny because a lot of people are like, "Oh, I love your podcast," and you, they think it's new, yeah, but they just don't understand that um, podcast is still and, and you know, social media—it's still so so young. Um, even when people come to me and say, "Oh, I was thinking about starting a podcast," but there's so many podcasts out there, I was like, I'm always like, imagine someone coming five years into tv mm. and saying oh i'm not going to start a tv show because there's too many tv shows yeah mm. and that was what 50 years ago or whatever um so yeah i'm very very grateful and uh, i also as a footy fan myself i i love to be able to choose what i consume now rather than kind of be um i guess dictated to what there is when it comes to rugby league content so yeah very lucky
4: uh, the podcast in many ways is the Spotify, it's the Netflix of radio in many ways, isn't it? And uh, we know with uh, Driver Joel and Fletch, we're getting over 100,000 uh, downloads a month on just on the podcast. Uh, that yeah. adds to the listeners as well. So people are consuming media however they wish to do it. And also too, Denon, look, and obviously the medium today is you need to rein in... Uh, things that you can do on the podcast it's very very different because people are opting in to what they want to hear so you can basically have the theme however you like
3: absolutely and i think um, with the podcast if you're choosing to go to listen you also kind of have a, 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 an in in-built, inbuilt loyalty with that person that is choosing to yeah. to click into you whereas you know you might watch back in the day you might watch fox or nine and that's the only choice they had so they there's not really a choice, really. Nah. So their loyalty really isn't the same as it is to a person that's going, you know what? I'm going to download an app. I'm going to type in, you know, bloke in a bar or uh, hello sport or whatever. And I'm going to sit there and listen for an hour. So I th- also think that, you know, a, lis- a watch and a listen in a podcast is it's actually much more valuable than a watch and a listen on a network. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting times. And as I said, I'm just super, I'm super grateful because I was working in a coal terminal and that sucked. (laughs) Um, So I'm super grateful.
4: A uh, bloke in a bar and that's where it all started now. And you'll see, I saw the bloke truck. I asked you, are you living in the Shire? Because I passed a a bloke truck Mm. and, uh, the bloke beer. I mean, what a horrible, horrible day, a dangerous day to be a schooner or a bloke beer. I mean, some of those bloke beers, People are going to be just absolutely, they'll be spot players. People will be finding them and just charging towards them. <laughs> absolutely. So all our thoughts and prayers are out there for all the beers out there for that matter. Absolutely. And the Bloke beer and the and the Four Pines and the likes. They're under the pump today. Oh,
1: they're under the pump. But also, I, I love that. I actually was so impressed when Bloke in a Bar beer was in Grafton. Yeah. I almost, I almost fell over myself, yeah. and I had to buy a six pack from my brother-in-law because I,
2: you're kidding.
1: I was no alcohol for that month, but yeah, it, it's taken off, and it's that niche market that people will look for, right? Like mm. people don't want that mainstream. You've you've offered a niche market that's so attractive to a particular audience and a big audience, and it it makes the mainstream uh, methods question themselves.
3: Absolutely, and I, I think that you know it's a, a broader kind of discussion where a lot of consumers of whatever product they are are much more informed on the product that they're consuming. Mm. And so if you, you know, you might get to choose between my beer and another mainstream beer and you go, well, I know what the owner looks like. I know his history. I know he's one of us. Um, And also you get a sports network with it. So it's all that information that would be hidden 10 years ago where you wouldn't know, you know, who makes the beer, where is it from, who owns the beer? Um, You know, it's really worked in our favor. So, yeah, we actually – we just – yesterday we got confirmation that we've sold a million cans of beer. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's oh, well been crazy. Yeah. It's been – and when I – yeah, I can't even – It it just like that number, my yeah. head can't get around. I mean, I wasn't even the best at – I mean, I played footy, guys. I played yeah. footy.
4: And Brina's, how many did Brandon Smith have of
3: those? <laughs> um, I think 999,000.
4: Yeah. Uh, this is Crunch Time thanks to Red Rooster. Red Rooster Crunch – Crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. Oh, yes. Uh, I just personally love the the grilled chicken uh, wrap, doused in gravy, if you don't grilled mind. grilled chicken. Rip a, sub, rip a stub every time. Yeah, rip a stub. Oh, Great. Wait, Absolutely. I see the
1: crispy chicken and I like the chips.
4: Just on the, um, you mentioned the networks, and I remember as a kid, and you guys may be the same, you are a little bit younger than me, but I would know, they they would have in the middle of the paper, the lift out, which was the TV guide, right? And you'd wait for the start of the week so you'd have that and you couldn't possibly lose the TV guide, which you ultimately didn't need because everyone actually knew the TV guide anyway. At 6 30 on a Friday, this was on and you knew it. My kids would not have a clue what time anything is on because everything's just at their own demand. It's on YouTube. What would you say is your most prolific? Media source is it YouTube?
3: Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? That is that's a tough one because you know with with podcasting, for example, it's you've got someone listening for maybe four hours a week, whereas you know say Instagram or Facebook, you may have large numbers, but. A large portion of, them, portion of those people may have only engaged with your content for ten minutes a week. Yeah. Um, so I guess numbers-wise, you'd have to say Instagram and Facebook. But that was always a plan because it's the least friction. You know, you're being you're putting your content on something they're already on for everything in life. You're not putting it on specifically a sports app. It's on Instagram, so they're scrolling through their f- friends' feeds, and you're also there. So it was always like that's the the entry point to our content. You know, be on Instagram and Facebook because there's no friction between you and getting, you know, a consumer or a part of the person, part of the community consuming your content and then, you know, kind of direct them to the longer forms of media. We've just started concentrating more on YouTube, um, with the with the long form content. But um I would have to say Instagram or Facebook would be, you know, our biggest platforms.
4: Instagram or Facebook. Uh, that's the voice of Den and Kemp, Katie Brown in the house. Uh, text message us anytime you like, oh four five seven Seven three six seven three six. This comes from Jeff. Uh, thanks to Peter Villandes and the new rule changes. The NRL is now unmissable. Loving every game, Jeff, from Quakers Hill. Yep, I tend to agree with most of those comments as well. Uh, today's game, we'll have a quick look at today's game before we speak to Jai Arrow, who has made the move from the Gold Coast to South Sydney with a big, big win. Probably one of the biggest wins aside from Origin in his career. Jai Arrow, I'd imagine, beating the Roosters last night. Uh, we start with guys, the Raiders taking the Warriors, Geo Stadium i tell you what, Bob Fulton used to have a rule, Katie, where if your team completed 30 sets of a match, and this comes back to the rule changes, if you completed more than 30 sets in the match, you'd just win the game. It was just, you got 30 completed sets, you won. The Warriors last week completed 41 sets and lost to a night side, no Kurt Mann, no Callum Ponga.
1: That was heartbreaking. Yeah. You know what was also heartbreaking was when I heard Graeme Menesley say that, in fact, Wade Egan's tried. Should have been a try. There was not enough evidence. And I'm like, mate, yeah. pay so, pay so much money for this bunker, and we're still getting it wrong. Yeah, I thought it was a try. Oh,
3: that was. I mean, it wasn't even a question if it was a try. No. That was an outrageously poor call. Like was. that was a very poor call. And it, as a as a Warriors fan, that's why you can be filthy because it's uh, we have all the technology in the world, all the support in the world to make the right call and we're still getting it wrong. Yeah. And that's a call that you could I know things could have changed after that, but they lost the game by a try. Like yeah. you know. So it I would be the result. It. absolutely absolutely. This is where I think
4: whenever you see in life a clanger and I have been very very loud about this Denon and Katie about the Dalliums, right? We have clangers because one person is having that decision. What we do at SCN League when it comes to the rugby league, we consolidate our votes, and it irons out any clangers. Mm-hmm. So there was an article last week by Scott Bailey, and he shared it on AAP and went to the Canberra Times, etc. where under my model, Luke Keery, who didn't poll at all last week, even with the clanger, which was Keery not getting a vote, with the various broadcasters each having their own 3 two ones, all goes into a bucket, spits it out, Luke Keery's still got man of the match. Mm. And yeah. it's just so acceptable. And that's where I go to the bunker. If you have one person making a decision, you open up the clangor. If you have a consensus or a gathering of people to come in together, the clangor is deceased. It's gone. I don't know why. So that particular one here, we are unanimous that Wade Egan scored the try. Mm. One person can easily say no. And if you land on that person who says no, if it went to a consensus here, it's a try to Wade Egan.
3: I'm with you. I'm with you 90% Nine out of, nine, 90% of the way I'm with you. Yeah. And I'm only not with you because I've spoken to Luke Patton recently and he used yeah. to be a video ref, And he, he said, you know, we all, he agrees. The problem is is when you have people in the video, the bunker, it it, delay, it increases the time yes. of watching it because you go, you're watching it, you're watching it, you think you've got what you've got, and then someone over your shoulder says, what about this angle? Yes, Boom. okay. Adds on another three or four, you know, whatever seconds. Yes, no, no, I, I totally get what you get going there. But my
4: system with that mm. is that it's done independently. Den and Kemp goes through it all forensically. There's no slowing down input discussion. Okay. I go through it forensically. You go through it fr- forensically. Where do we land? Bang, 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 bang. You've gone red, we're green. Okay, consensus is we're green. But that's yeah. okay.
1: what was supposed to happen, right? And, and also, let's remember, the people who were going through these replays, Are referees. Yeah. They don't know how to work technology. Mm. I spoke to one of them last year, and I won't name because I reckon he'd be embarrassed, but he didn't know how to rewind and look at it properly and go over it. And he had no one helping him. And I'm like, you can't even, you're not getting the angle that TV's showing. Mm. You've got all this just blank content you've got to go through yeah is it a it's, budget
3: problem then you know it
1: shouldn't be that's it's the biggest
3: part of the game yeah oh, i'll I just throw on the question yeah. Yeah, yeah. don't shoot the messenger <laughs> <laughs> no but you know, it be? <laughs> no but i'm with you you know if it isn't a bu- budget problem you know if we can afford to have you know highly trained people in there then then why aren't they in there because yeah people it's not just a loss for the warriors it's the loss of revenue it's yeah. the loss of you know, potentially they miss the eight. They they make the eight, or they make the top four, or whatever. There's exactly so right. many things that you know. The next game, there's there's ten thousand people there instead of twenty thousand people there. You know, I know that's a drastic um, number, but every loss builds hype. You Absolutely. Know, when I ca- when I went to the Warriors and it was the worst signing in the history of their club, <laughs> we we um our trial matches were nearly sold out because they ended two thousand eight so well. Yeah. yeah. Um and. So that matters like that is large amounts of revenue that a club is missing out on due to a poor call. Now, again, I know they're human. We all make mistakes. I've made plenty of them. Players make them all the time. Um, But if we can put things in place to reduce the chance of that happening, why aren't we doing that?
1: Gents, it's a question we can ask PVL.
3: Yep, absolutely. Uh, he's joining us later. Joy Arrow
4: joins us in a few minutes as well. Uh, 0457 736 736 to have your say on the text line. Uh, you can call in as well. 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What a day it is for the Golden Slipper. SEN Track will cover all of the live action from today's prestigious Long Jeans Golden Slipper Day as well as live coverage of all Sydney races over the next four weeks. Stay with us right here. Joy Arrow about to join us. Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. sweeping past the Sydney Roosters, and a man who was a big part of that. He's been a big, big signing from the Gold Coast. I'm pleased to say he joins us now. Jared Wallace, g'day. In
5: 300. Hey How <laughs> you going,
4: guys? How you going? you didn't you buy it. it. Jared <laughs> uh, no, we put...
5: Oh, oh, I had to think about that for a second. There, you got me. Wonderful.
4: <laughs> no, just... <the, laughs> Jai, sorry. The context for that is that we... Fletch and I interviewed Jai, uh, Jared Wallace during the week. I'm getting confused myself now. And uh, Jared had a go at Fletch because they'd had a couple of encounters where Fletch had been calling uh, Jared Arrow. So we thought, you know what, we'll get one back for Jared and next time we play him, uh, we can play it. But how are you, mate? You, <laughs> jeez, you must be chuffed.
5: Yeah, yeah, very chuffed. It was uh, it had nice and fiery last night, very enjoyable. And, uh, it was my first, um, you know, clash with the rivalry, so... No, it was very enjoyable. Sorry about that in the background. I'm in Adam Reynolds' car. He's, um, his car's speaking to us.
4: Oh, mate, that, you blokes have got going to the racetrack written all over you. That's that's how I'm reading it. Is that, am I on the money?
5: No, no, we're actually... Where are we going? We're going to AFL. He's taking me out on a nice date somewhere. So, um, yeah, look, See? we're heading to AFL, enjoy ourselves and, and have some fun.
4: No, that's all right. Hey, tell us, um, what was it like, and this is how the rumour goes, that a bloke comes up to you quite ripped. And he says, oh, G'day, mate, I'm Chris. Are you, Jayara? Um Is that how it played out last night in the sheds?
5: Oh, look, we'll go with that. But, um, yeah, I was actually quite chuffed when I, I walked in. I was like a 10-year-old kid walking past Chris Hemsworth. I was going, you kid? I, I didn't know what to say to him. <laughs> then he pulled his shirt up. Then he pulled his shirt up. I had to, And then, as I said, I had, to, I had to look away. Otherwise, I was bloody going to try and let me miss it for him because he... Um, yeah, he's gorgeous, isn't he? Oh, he's and gorgeous. Once in Cameron, Cameron Murray's life, he was the number two best looking
3: in the room. I strongly disagree. This is Kempi here from Bloke in a Barjai. How you going, mate?
5: Yeah, he is. mate. Um, <laughs> yeah,
3: you about that one, mate. Look, I've had good word with the boys, and please don't shoot the messenger. But word in the the trashing rooms is pound for pound, you've got the shittest dogs in the country. Is that true? <laughs> 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 please,
4: my,
5: my dogs are the best looking, and um, it's. There's a rumour going around that dogs are like their owners as well. So, um, yeah, so I must be good looking as well because my dogs are beautiful.
1: Oh, whoa. Okay, I'm taking you back to the game because you guys are talking about dogs. Far Let's talk about James Sudesco because <laughs> the Roosters were against you. How many times did they yell out your name on the field?
5: Yeah, a fair few. I don't know if so so calling out. I don't know. That's just to play in the defence. But I felt like I heard my last name out there about a thousand times. But, yeah, it was all good. Like, obviously, uh, there was a bit of fire in the match and um, some stuff happened, which was, you know, which, you know, I suppose they're only looking after their teammate, which I respect. That's all you want to do as a big man. But, um, yeah, it was enjoyable. I sort of like that part of the game where it's a bit fiery and, um, you know, aggressive as well. But, you know, very happy that we got the two points and we can sort of move on there from next week. And uh, I've got the Bulldogs Friday night, so it'll be good.
3: And, and just uh, quickly, why did you headbutt that poor bloke's fist and get him sent off and milk the penalty? <laughs> yeah, well, I
5: will say that I did milk it for sure. As soon as, as, soon as I felt something on the back of my head, I knew it was a punch and I went, oh, well, if he's going to go through with it, I may as well make him pay. So I didn't milk it and stay down. As soon as the um, ref blew his whistle called time out, I sort of smiled and stood up and pointed at him and said, I think you're gone, champion. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, that, that was the plan. And, um, yeah, I got him. that's for sure.
4: I'd hate to break it to you, uh... Jai, however, uh, the Roosters actually have a defensive set, which when they rush up, they call it Arrow set. So they're yelling out Arrow, and you're thinking that they're going for you. Uh, anyway, look. <laughs> <laughs> typical arrogant. Yeah, arrogant.
5: Well, there you go. That's I was confused. I was going, are they calling for me? What's the goalie? I was, <laughs> I was so confused.
3: Mate, that doesn't surprise me, Jai. Word was you were the most arrogant Titans, titans player in the history of the club. Oh, Wow. Oh.
5: Oh, that's... My god! you can't say that. That's, I'm going to put that down to two people up there. Actually, three. I'm going to say AJ Brimson, Joe Wallace, and Phil Sammy are the three contenders for that for sure. Oh,
4: wow. Beautiful. <laughs>
5: undercover, bud. They're undercover. Undercover.
4: Hey, what did Rusty say after the game in the sheds?
5: Well, what did he say? I was too excited to actually be... Oh, what was he saying? What was he saying, Renner, in the sheds? He was just saying you know, it was a great win and that... And, I uh, got a few special guests here and, and he sort of introduced them and then um, just just basically told us that he was proud of us and, um, you yeah, know, we'll move on from that to next week and hopefully string a few more wins together. So it was all, all sort of fun and games and, um, yeah, he enjoyed it and um, so did everyone else.
1: Who were the other special guests, like Chris Hemsworth, but did Natalie Portman go in there?
5: Uh, no, no, oh. she didn't. Um, I know my, my partner, she said that she saw... Um, Natalie Portman, Isla Fisher, and a few other big names, which was, um, yeah, a bit of a shock, to be honest. You don't really see the Hollywood stars, I guess, come to a rugby league or NRL game. So it was pretty cool to have those guys there, and especially wearing um, uh, Rabideau's hat. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then Chris Hemsworth's wife as well, she was there. She's obviously a fast and a furious, So we
3: had a few pretty big-name fans there, which is pretty cool. So after the game, you're all getting changed. Did Thor bring his hammer? <laughs> What, which hammer? <laughs> which
5: hammer
3: you I'm just asking if Thor <laughs> brought his hammer. I'm not sure where your <laughs> mind went there, mate. That would have been everywhere.
5: There would have been photos every there, everywhere
4: with it. Hey, Joy, sure. big, big conspiracy theory out there in the rugby league world. People are saying, you know what, maybe Adam Reynolds is going to one day depart with the great Wayne Bennett. Uh, one beep from Renault if he's unsure, two beeps if that's the case, or three beeps if it's completely wrong.
5: Oh, you can you can ask him if you want, but uh, look, renault Reno's been great. He, um, yeah, obviously there's obviously the contract talk going on, and we'd obviously love to have him at the club, even though he's the biggest pest in the comp, and I've never met anyone like him. But um, I know Wayne would obviously love to have him here, and um, obviously the club wants to keep him, and um, I'm sure they'll sort of figure that out, um, you know, in, in, in some time to come, because. Yeah, I'm sure he'd love to be a one club player as well.
4: No, nah, you just morph back into boring football and get not <laughs> fire him up
5: again. <laughs> um yeah, go, yeah, sorry. Was supposed <laughs> to be, I can't i thought crap about him
3: which I want to do. I need to okay. know Joy. i need to know Joy, who is shorter, Damien Cook or Anum Reynolds? Who's
5: shorter? You're Cookie? Cookie wears high heels. Cookie he said Cookie wears high heels. So <laughs> uh, We'll go with um, for them. <laughs> Uh,
4: Very, very good. Uh, what, what else is on for the rest of the day, boys? you got your little date and then what?
5: A uh, little date and then um, that'll be it. Just head home and um, look after me good-looking dogs and you know, probably head to bed and watch a movie. You... Uh, prob- I'll, probably watch, I'll probably watch Thor and reminisce of me <laughs> um, meeting Chris Hemsworth.
4: Actually, you know what you should watch? I don't know if you guys have seen it here. It is a cracker. Go to Rotten Tomatoes who rate the movies have you guys seen uh, Jojo Rabbit? Uh, Taika Waititi, who Jojo was in the in, in the box last night, he's such a talent uh, from New Zealand. Taika Waititi, uh, he was there. Jojo oh, yeah. Rabbit, very very good film.
1: What's it about?
5: Yeah yeah, that's right. He was there as well. He was uh, he was actually in the head with us. He got a photo, which is pretty cool as well. And no, I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. That, that's a that's a movie that I could probably put on because it's flicking through Netflix. It's too hard to pick something, so it gives me something to do.
4: Uh Rightio join me. so you're off to the AFL are you?
5: Yeah, yeah, off to the AFL. Uh, it's actually my first AFL game I'm actually gonna go to, so um yeah, it'd be good. Go go watch the go watch the um Swans and Who. I, I don't know who they're playing but uh <laughs> run around nah, well, run around a bit 20k, so I'll keep that to keep the running to
4: them. Yeah, absolutely. Look, on behalf of Crunch Time, we'd like to wish you all the best at your last ever AFL game and uh, up there, Kazali Joy.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Thanks,
4: Uh Thank you to uh, Joy Arrow. There he is, a great man. Good fun as well. Uh, We're here thanks to Crunch Time. Thanks to Red Rooster, Red Rooster's crunchy fried chicken available. At selected roost, uh, well, look at the roosters here. having beat at selected restaurants, I should say. Just finishing off uh, tonight's games as well, guys. Uh, Broncos taking on the Bulldogs. Gee, there's some pressure. Can you believe Denon? And casting your mind back to when you were at the Broncos, if somebody said to you, the Broncos will one day in their history a get a wooden spoon and b lose 13 games in a row, would you have believed that?
3: I mean, absolutely not. It's it's such a it's such a, a tough thing to talk about. For me, because I'm in this weird position where it's not like I'm a club legend, so I can't, you know, throw big accusations around or whatever. And I understand, um, you know, I've got to show respect to people, you know, much much more experienced than me as an ex Bronco. But I just think the decisions that were made at the end of 2018, when we were literally one win away from equaling minor premiership points, it was that close of a competition. The decisions that were made are going to echo for the next three to four years, you yeah. know, to, because. Regardless if Wayne Bennett was the problem, wasn't the problem, it doesn't matter. All that matters is what, the, what it looks like to the players. And mm. Wayne got pushed out. Wayne is the Broncos. Yeah. Wayne is our tradition. He is our history. Now, again, he may not have been the best coach forward or whatever. I'm not sure. But when you disrespect the core of the club like that, it has a ripple effect, and we're we're seeing that. Look at the fallout with the old boys, which, like you know, oh, yes, I did play, but I'm not part of that group. But yeah. I don't know what that WhatsApp group is. I want to get in there. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, as you can see, that there seems to be there, as soon as Wayne went, there seemed to be this like obsession with youth and you know science and and I know it sounds bizarre to say that, but there are some in, I mean some intangibles in footy sides that you can't measure. You know that tradition. There's a reason tradition lasts. There, mm. There's an, there's an importance around it. And I think you look at all of the best clubs, um, you look at the Storm, you look look at the Roosters, you look at the Raiders, they place a huge value on tradition because you need to know why you're wearing that jersey. Um, And then also, moving on all of that experience so quickly, you know, the oral tradition that in in any society, I know I'm talking broader terms here, but, you know, that's our community, the Broncos – it just got completely cut off. Like, you know, that, that oral tradition of passing down to the group of players, like, this is what we are, this is what we stand for, this is the standards. When you move all these older players, like look at the dragons. Like the dragons have basically a broncos spine, mm. other than Dufty. Yeah. Um and they're doing better. Yep. Mm. And yet they should they you would you look at our pack, you look at the the young superstars and all that kind of stuff. We should be definitely doing better than the dragons. So it just shows that we were moving on players that still have plenty of footy in them. Um, and also understood, you know, the traditions that were passed. Because, like, guys like McCulloch, Ben Hunt, I know Ben Hunt got moved on when Wayne was there, but, you know, it, it's a broader... It, it seemed to accelerate drastically when Wayne left, that, you know, Josh McGuire got moved on, um, obviously McCulloch got moved on, Cody Nicarima got moved on, Matt Gillette retired, um, you know, Jordan Kahu uh, ended up retiring, Alex Glenn, they tried to move him on and only his loyalty to the club kept him there. He had to stay for massive unders, wow. massive unders. Um, and so it was this, I just think that it's, it's actually, I know it's a, it sounds like a cop-out and, and they are responsible for their performances and, and they haven't been good enough. But at the same time, you know, the people with experience and they get paid to make the right decisions have not made the right decisions by those players. There's a lot of players in there that shouldn't be playing first grade yet and should be doing their trade, learning like their apprenticeship in reserve grade and that's not that's that's me caring about those players that's not me saying that they're not good first graders it's me saying that they were unfairly treated by people that know better people that should have known that look yes we've got these young guns coming through but give them a couple years yeah. to to get bashed up by men in Q cup get bashed get head you know get just get treated poorly get your your fingers stepped on you know when you're a young gun coming through Q cup and you've got old heads in Q cup they want to hurt you. You need to experience getting, you know, treated like that and, and momentum swings and having to deal with adversity. And a lot of these kids that are guns and I and I'm a huge fan of all of them, haven't had the right development. And we're seeing what the consequences of that is. Now we're in a position where the Broncos, the Brisbane Broncos are struggling to recruit. Yeah. That is the most outrageous thing ever. We are the only club that makes huge profits. Huge profits. When Wayne Bennett in 2015 Got them to the grand final. I think they made a thirty million dollar profit. Yeah, no club touches that, touches that, Mm -hmm. and yet, huge decisions that we won't we won't recover from that for the next two to three years because all of our youth haven't had the proper being brought through correctly. And
4: still have the number one social following, the number one social following as far as a football club is concerned in the entirety of Australia. That's AFL, that's A League, rugby league, the works. They are number one still. So they have such an opportunity, and speaking of opportunity, Katie Brown, and that's the voice of Denon Kemp you here, a former Broncos player. The timing of this could not be worse for the Broncos when we're about to anoint a new Brisbane team into that same market. It is horrific timing for where they are in the picking order.
1: The expansion chats already annoy me with that second Brisbane team, and I know Queensland is the heartland of rugby league, but. You said that so well, Denon, in terms of the Brisbane Broncos and what's happening at that club. And those younger players, when I watch them wear that Broncos jersey, this is probably going to sound weird, it doesn't suit them. It does not look like it suits them when they run out there. Their attitude is so far off professional, and they are boys playing against men. Unfortunately, in this game today, Broncos and Bulldogs, they both think they're going to win. Yeah. Like, that's the sad thing. They're both going to be in the bottom four. At the end of the season, I can't see them doing anything better. Um, it upsets me when you talk about the Brisbane Broncos and the fact that they have to fight to keep players there. But how do you get tradition back? Because you can lose it so quick, right? The tradition's lost. Mm. They've got young boys in there. How do you turn that around? Because it doesn't happen overnight.
3: Well, I think, you know, Kevy Walters, the, the thing with Kevy Walters is it's the jury's still out whether Kevy Walters is a good coach. And that's not me... Saying that he is or he isn't, but yeah. there's no evidence to suggest that he's a good club coach yet. But what we can guarantee with Kevy Walters is he knows what the Broncos is, he knows what the tradition is. So even if, let's say, it all doesn't work, which I friggin' hope it does, I Same. really, really do, but at least he'll be able to put those things back in place to like build onto that next phase, whatever that next phase is. Um, but even look at recently, we lost a guy like Reese Walsh. We don't even have a full time fullback currently, yeah. and we lost Reese Walsh. Yeah. How does that make sense? Yeah. We matter of fact, I can't even tell you one fullback outside of Reese Walsh that's a specialist fullback in our top squad. How, like, Asako is a good winger yeah. that's trying to be a fullback, but he's not a, a, a defined fullback. We haven't had a good fullback. Darius is, I think he's one of the better fullbacks of the generation. Obviously, his last few years weren't the, weren't the best, but he got moved in and out of fullback for the last two years. And yet, we, so we lose Reese Walsh. I know he might have got a bigger offer, but why didn't we say, all right, Reese, we're we can't match the Warriors. But what we can promise you, we're going to start you this season at fullback to keep you happy and yep. keep you at the club. Because the, lo- the few, even if he goes back and plays terribly, at least we can say to Reese, then, mate, you're not ready. Look, look how poor you play. Yeah. Mm. And also, we put him back in reserve grade. We let him develop at least a future of our key position is sorted. Now, as it, as it stands, the Broncos have no full-time fullback for 2022 yet because Osako hasn't cemented that spot. Tessie Neutro, they put him in there way too early. He was way too young. He's he started to, to develop now. Now he's a center. You know, like who else is going to play fullback at the Broncos? A, a, a real fullback, a ball playing out the back, do all the things you need, like get your line set, on, get your numbers right each side, Lead the boys around like Reese Walsh is a is one of the best young fullbacks in the country, and we should have sacrificed. Even it was even if it was sacrificed, two losses which we had anyway, we would have kept a long term fullback at yeah. the club. Wayne used to all man Wayne kept me at the club by promising me a start, and I got I got paid heaps less. But because he said to me, Denon, if you start if you stay at this club, I promise you will start in the wing next year. I didn't even start on the wing that next year, but he kept me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I walked into the office and I said. Wayne, I signed for a lot of money less to stay here because you promised me on the wing. He looked me straight in the eye. He said, mate, I'm sorry. These are the reasons why you weren't. I went back into Q Cup, worked hard, and that's the year in 2008 when I had the best year of my career.
4: And to rub uh, insult into injury, they lose Reece Walsh to, we like using this word, the doyen of recruitment, to Peter O'Sullivan. So at that very moment you know you've got it wrong. When he's poaching one of your players, Peter O'Sullivan, you have got it wrong. You, they are in the palm of your hands.
3: We you had the Reece chance. W- we lost Reese Walsh to another side that isn't in the eight and isn't a powerhouse. Yeah. How does that make That's sense? That's exactly you right. Know,
1: your point that you made about Alex Glenn going big unders to stay at the club because he knows tradition. He knows what it is to 100%. be a Bronco. Reese doesn't. He's got no comprehension. He doesn't care. He's young. And and you can't blame him because he hasn't been taught what it means to be a Bronco. I mean,
3: the, the privilege it is. The yeah. privilege it is to like, you know how hard it was. I'm looking at the was?
1: feeder club. <laughs> well, got Corey Oates. Yeah. Got, like you've got Kevin Locke. Well, you're going to bring Kevin Locke? Yeah. in. Like, who have you even got there? That's what, I'm,
3: that's what I mean. Like our, we are so, it is so much dire than we realize at the Broncos right now because – we don't even have a direction forward right now because there's so many young guys in our squad that because they were brought through too soon, are scarred from it and haven't developed. As you know, even even a guy like Coates, like Coates, is a future superstar. Yep. Yeah. But he was still brought in probably half a year too early, and he, he got dropped and brought back into a side like a guy like Coates should be coming in and just killing it.
4: Well, let the listeners have the final say before we break. Uh, Rocco says the Broncos are facing the same challenges as the Waratahs. Moved on, all of the old heads are now forced to play guys that are not ready for senior footy. These young stars need to work their way into the main grade. Uh, Like Denon's talking back, I like that Suwali is free to play, but Robbo is holding him back until the right time, making him play men. In reserve grade first, Rocco, which is down in Saint David from Singapore is listening in via the app. He says the Broncos' issues are not the players or the coach. It is the board and the retention committee. It starts at the top. Let's focus on this, not on Kevin only. Anyway, have your say on the open line 0457 736 736. This is Crunch Time. Thanks to Red Roosters' new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. Uh, yes, crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster. Red Rooster's crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. Katie Brown, Den and Kemp. I'm Joel Kane. So uh, have your say, 0457 736 But well, what about the game last night? Hey, the Rabbitohs defeat the Roosters. 26 points to 16. Uh, folks, what do we read into that game?
1: I was there. Oh, gosh, I loved it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I just thought South Sydney started so quick. They just started dominant, and I feel like Roosters didn't really get a sniff until maybe that last 5-10 in that first half. Um, Yeah, they they, like golfed their own field. They didn't have good field position. Um, Yeah, I loved it. What do you think? Uh,
3: I think um, if you ever – you know, a lot of people question, you know, is Boyd Corner like a Vili Army kick out? No, he's not. No. Boyd Corner is out there last night. There's no way that Rooster's Packets dominated the way they did. And he that was a good game to show how important Boyd Corner and Jake, uh, Jake and Friend is uh, mm. to that team. You know, because when when the whenever they need a big run or a big play, Boyd Corner tucks the ball under his arm. Gets a quick play of the ball and changes momentum, and he's also a fear, fearless leader, mm. and they really lacked that in the forward pack last night.
1: Lindsay Collins, I thought, did a tremendous job at that before mm. he did get that head. But he, there. but even
3: a guy like Lindsay, let's say Lindsay plays better than Boyd, he still doesn't have the same inspiration that 100%. Boyd has to that to that squad. So the reaction to a Lindsay run and a Boyd run, it is it's, it's different because it's Boyd coordinator. He's an Australian captain, New South Wales captain, and I just think that you're starting to see. Just how important a guy that yes he may not be throwing massive offloads and you know two tries, this and two tries, but the stuff that you don't see that the intangible qualities that Boyd Cordner brings to that side, I think last night was a good example.
4: So he's talking about presence in many ways, Daniel. That's how I'm understanding it. Anyway, yeah. I remember a game I played in uh, London in a game, and uh, Tony Ray, the ex Bears number nine, was the coach, and I was pretty certain that Jimmy Dimick was injured. But Jimmy Dimmick, who won the 1995 Clive Churchill medal, he just had this awe about him. And the story goes with Jimmy Dimmick, 1995 uh, grand final. The rule was, right, out, boys, we're going to win this grand final. And when we win it, we're all going to shave our heads. Well, Jimmy Dimmick turned up to the grand final with his head shaved and said, do boys, we're going to win it. Yeah, so totally. he did it beforehand. Wow. But he has this presence about him, Jimmy Dimmick. So I remember this game in London, uh, the Broncos, I forget who were playing, but Jimmy Dimmick, who I was certain was injured, turns up, he's in the warm-up, and he's dressed up, and coach says he's going to come off the bench. Now, I'm actually not even certain that he got on the field that day, but Tony Ray explained it, that he was just so important when you are in the sheds, and Jimmy Dimmick's there, even though he didn't ultimately come onto the field, in your head, there's great comfort because Jimmy's there. The, the safety blanket's there, right? Mm. And so does him being in the sheds for that particular day with 16 other guys have more influence on the game than some other guy coming in for him. Mm. And that was the rationale. Mm. And, and and Boyd Cordner and Jake Friend and them, uh, you'd almost ban them from going into the sheds because when they're in the sheds while the boys are warming up, it's reminding you that they're not there.
3: Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, like, a guy like Boyd, not only is it, um, it's that... He's got years of runs on the board. You yeah. know, so when he talks, you listen. When he says, do this, you listen. A, young, a young-ish guy like Lindsay, who is a great forward before he got injured, again, statistically, he might outplay Boyd, but it's that, that intangible quality and that leadership of like knowing when to say something, when not to say something, knowing when to blow up, not to blow up. You know, uh, knowing when to you know tuck the ball under your arm and run. You might make five metres where Lindsay makes 10, but yeah. because it was a specific play that Boyd did, um, his leadership... I mean, there's a reason why he's the Australian captain. Absolutely. Wins follow
4: him. Uh, and big, big news was around the halves. Lockie Lamb, MCL, he's out for six yeah. or eight weeks. Keery. Does this raise a discussion now where we start to see... You are talking about the injuries uh, off air around the fact this game so fast, we've seen bigger injuries... Are we starting to see a real um, theme of, okay, well, we need a half, Roosters. Uh, Who do you need, Tigers? Okay, can you give us Brooks and we'll take – are we going to start to see a lot of that where the Warriors offered up Hayes (laughs) Perham to the Broncos, which to me is a a win for the Broncos. I'd be taking that. If Reese is on his way out, let let him go early to the Warriors and then you've got yourself a legitimate fullback. Are we going to start seeing a trend of that happening?
3: I mean, it would be interesting. I think it gets pretty messy um, if it was a good system that – Made sure that you know there were you know, lines that can't be crossed, and you know wheelings and like you know if players of the same value, their contracts have to be because like then you start like the salary cap gets involved. Well, it's Momorovsky, Harry Grant of last year. Well, exactly, and you would argue like Harry Grant. Nearly won the doubt like he yeah. could, when he before yeah. he got injured he nearly won the Dalie M and Maurovsky was solid but he I don't even think he made the grand final side last yeah. year and I think Maurovsky is a f- fantastic player so then you get into the argument of like well hang on a sec like you've just swapped Harry Grant <laughs> yeah. for a centre but uh, they
4: don't they didn't need a nine C so it's what you need isn't
3: it yeah yeah so I, it's it's interesting and I think that I, I I would rather focus on like a transfer window and sort out our contracts first yeah. before yeah. we start complicating transfers. In a perfect world, absolutely. Like, you know, if a club wants to make a trade and it's fair trade for whatever, um, their contracts are relatively the same. But I just think there's already enough confusion around, like, players just going, release this, release that. I think transfer window first.
4: Uh, Tricky times ahead. Tricky times ahead. Uh, Manly go down to the Dragons and all the question marks being thrown towards Desi Hasley. Everyone wants to know, when's Tommy Turbo coming back?
2: Um, uh, They are. They're disappointed. Um, uh, But... um uh, uh, such as the, uh, this quality and, and this quality fight in this side. And uh, 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 we'll, we'll find out. We'll do our way out. You watch. question, yeah, oh, guys. Sorry, you said yesterday Tommy's more, more than likely for round five.
6: There's no temptation whatsoever. To... No, uh,
2: no, no. Week. It's a long season. It's a long, a long way to go.
4: Here's, uh Desi Hasler, so uh, no Tommy Turbo.
1: He just says a whole lot of nothing.
4: <laughs> it kills
1: me every press conference. Ten different ways. So good at not saying anything.
4: Yeah, well, uh, flags may have been waved away for that particularly. But, uh, what did you think about Lomax now has 22 goals in a row. He's flying. He's
3: hitting him well. Did you think he kicked that goal? What did you think, Den? Look, f- because he's on a run, yes. Yeah. If he wasn't on a run, it <laughs> yeah. didn't look like he made it. But I'm not trying to break up the run. No, I love the run. I yeah. think Zach Lomax is a... You know, a, a, a son of light in a, in a yeah. dark place in the Dragon. He's, I mean, obviously, they won on the weekend, yeah, yeah. but he's been so good for them. So I'm going to say yes because he's on a run. Okay, what did I you think, see Katie? i
1: 10 replays before. Yeah. I'm going to sit on the fence. Okay. I want 10 replays, different angles before I make a call.
4: Okay, well, the touchies both went flags up. This is how I saw it to, to take it to 21, to convert his own try. Lomax moves in and he's missed it. I reckon that went over. Oh, yeah, he's,
2: he's kicked it. it. He's kicked it. I thought it missed. It It looks like it's gone the other
4: side of the post. by wow. the time it's already gone through. Well, that's very important because that makes it 21 in a row for Lomax. Jimmy, Spate hey, I say same. Jimmy Smith. What's Jimmy saying? Well, Jimmy, come in here, please, Jim. Jim.
3: How,
2: how on earth, have you got me? How on earth did they give that as a kick? I know it. he's got 21 in the trot, no, right? That's yeah. It didn't go through, Sam. It went through oh. and then swayed yeah. right when it went through the boats. I called it missed too, Jimmy. Hey, fair play to him, Zach must hey, We you. love
4: him, but that was a no goal. Yeah, f- fair play to him. Fair <laughs> it must be something to do with that particular venue, Wynn Stadium, and that particular end of the field. Fair play to Rod Wishart, I say. There's a feeling that he missed the kick at goal. Let's have a look at it if we can. Watch it. Watch it.
2: Oh, he's missed. The, well, he's missed the kick and goal. <laughs> oh, no. i oh, will tipped
4: a lot of them in the Wollongong Ocean, a lot of them. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, we didn't go as far to say like Fatty did tip him into the Wollongong Ocean, but by <laughs> gee, I, I, I thought he missed. I'll stand by it that. could but. be
3: the new blue, go- uh, blue dress, gold dress. Controversy. Yes. Did he score, did he not score? (laughs) (laughs) Or the bands that are pink
1: or are they green? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It
3: is. It's a a controversy for the ages, that's for sure. Do Uh, a
1: poll on our uh, SEN?
3: Yeah, we should do that. Did he kick it, did he not? Is it the new... (laughs) <laughs> Blue dress, gold dress debacle. <laughs> and what colour is the dress? Is it I swear of... it was gold.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I forget what I said. I need to look it up and have a look myself.
3: When I when I didn't know what it was with that dress, I was like, is there something wrong with me? Does that mean that I'm a bad person and the good people got the right colour? Like, yes. what, Am I something wrong with me? Yes. What
1: is with the eyes, yeah. Yeah. Did they
4: ever actually ascertain what the right answer is? I, I didn't look that deeply oh, into it. No, no, I'm, I'm right going to Google this in the ad job. break. I need to know what uh, colour it is. Uh, so the dragons who were under the pump, they are now two from three. And as a listener said last night... They're in front of the Melbourne Storm. Could, oh! could you have believed that out of round one? I still don't believe it.
3: It's not true. No. Uh, it's not true. No, we're only three
4: rounds in. You don't win premierships in March. No, they are in front of the Melbourne Storm. There you go. Uh, the last team to go, 0-3, oh, was the Cowboys in 2015 who recovered to go and win the grand final. This is Crunch Time, and we are all here thanks to Red Rooster. Red Rooster's crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. We've got Peter Valeni's coming up. Uh, let us know what you want to ask the great man, the great PVL, uh, the greatest sport administrator in our country, Katie Brand down the camp. I'm Joel Kane. This is Crunch Time. We appreciate your company. Plenty more to come. We've got SEN League and NRL Nation kicking off at 2 p.m. as well for the 3 o'clock game. Stick right here.
2: Jesse Bromwich throws it out. They're still going. Olam, dummy. Over, oh. over. Olam got it down. Olam got it down and he's it for the Melbourne Storm. Unbelievable last play. No try. Oh. No try. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Villiami kick out. What courage. It looked like he was killed just moments <laughs> earlier. He got off the ground and he
4: saved the try. Ah, uh, yes, big, big win. That's the voice of Jimmy Smith, you heard there. with Kamali was there as well. And Sean Timmons. Crunch time, thanks to Red Rooster. Red Rooster's crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. And uh, more injury news. So going into the match, well, Felice Kafusi was out due to suspension. Nathan Cleary due to concussion. They'd lost uh, Ryan Pappenhausen with a neck concern. Uh, they were just... Uh, Appy Coruscant was already out as well. And now Dylan Edwards... Uh, has been ruled out for some time with a broken hand. So, I mean, who's the fullback in waiting for the Penrith Panthers? He sent back Tyrone May. Surely he's not the long-term solution or the short-term solution for the Penrith Panthers.
1: Guys, let's remember Brent Naden is technically allowing himself. He played the month in Cup. It's now round four, so he could come back in this round, maybe go into the centres. You could try Stephen Crichton. There,
3: I'd fullback. love to see that. No, I think Staines. Do you? Oh, you want Staines? I, I don't think. I don't think Crichton has the fitness for today's fullback. He's okay. too big. He's too big. Um, he, no, nah, there's no. I, in my opinion, there's just no way I can see him getting through 80 minutes of high quality, high effort unless he's like a Latrell fullback that can, doing, you know, yeah. yeah, chime in like that. But I think Staines would be. Staines came through as a fullback.
4: You raised a very good point there, which which I think about a lot, is that it's so brutal a role, the fullback role. Like, we've always done things the way we do because we've always done them the way they do. Do you need to have a fullback play the entirety of the game? Remember 2013 when the Roosters won the comp? Roger Tuavasa Shek was named on the wing, but he was playing large chunks of the game at fullback with mm. Minocello going to the wing. I, I, I see a world where Stephen Crichton can. You know, Dylan Edwards' big strength is not in green zone. It's at the back of the field, taking the bombs, big charges. Okay, he does that job. But when we cross the halfway line, what's wrong with Dylan Edwards sliding into centre and having Stephen Crichton bopping
3: around? Well, I think that he's just proven that he's such a strike centre. Then you lose a strike centre. That is a proven finisher in that position. You know, you look at the Roosters... And a lot of people didn't really appreciate they lost uh, Luttrell, who was a proven strike center, and you could argue last year in big games when they needed to win and they looked for Cronk, they looked for Luttrell they didn't really have him yeah. so it's it, it's very important that if you've got a guy that's really good in position doesn't mean you know it's not a a hundred percent transfer in the sense of like okay, well, we're going to take him and put him to fullback, um, but then you've got to fill that hole, and who's to say he's going to be as good at fullback as he is at center? And I think Charlie Staines, you've got a guy that came through as a fullback, fit as anything, fast as anything. Um, I'd probably give Charlie Staines a first crack. And uh, as you said, Naden, into the centers. Smaller, uh, though? He's he's not. He's not that small. He's he's actually a pretty tall boy, Staines. Okay. Um, I debuted... at fullback, and I was 82 kilos. I
1: mean, perhaps... You'd be six
3: foot, driving, though, yes. gentlemen. Um, I mean, we'll go six foot. Yeah, but you'd no, no, be 181 centimetres, 181, close. Centimetres, 181 yeah. centimetres. So, um, like, obviously, I was a smaller player, whereas Staines would definitely be over six foot.
4: Yeah, but I was surprised. Yeah. I, I saw you as a smaller player, but mm. when you walked in here today, I, I thought, you know, 181 centimetres, that's no garden name.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'll run with that. I'll run with that. Now, you know what's so weird, and I always t- talk about this to, you know, the footy boys and that. When you play footy your whole career, especially professional footy, you're so used to huge humans mm. that when you just go into you know normal public or whatever, and you're like, oh, I'm not small. Whereas I, the whole time when I was playing footy, I'm like, oh, I'm a small guy. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a genetically small guy. Yeah. Um, and that's the crazy <laughs> thing about rugby league is if you're not six foot, like yep. even guys like Kalen Ponga, he's six one. And D- Dylan Brown, six one, six two, these are big boys, but you're just so used it's like when you watch the NBA, you think they're all normal size. Yeah. But because they're all tall. <laughs> yeah. You, you see them in real life, you're like, holy hell. Yeah. Um and so it's yeah, I think stains would be the the right direction. It's all in context, of course, but you, you make a
4: point that the underestimation of Latrell Mitchell not being there, and people forget the it's the most it's the most underrated grand final play, I think, in mm-hmm. the grand final against the Canberra Raiders. Game's in the balance. Latrell Mitchell, it doesn't look that good because he makes it look so easy. Glides down the left-hand side, flick pass back up the middle. As he's falling. As he's falling. We don't see that enough. That was a huge try. It was like an 80-metre try.
1: You love that play, too. You've You've brought it up a number of times. But you're right. When players are so talented, you take their talent for granted and you expect them to do it week in, week out, and you forget only when you see the team not have a talent like Luttrell do you go, Oh wow, they're really missing a strike centre. Well,
3: well the the thing is, okay, if any other player, nearly any other player, does what Latrell did last night with that flick pass, it's on the highlight reel, just <laughs> getting smashed. <laughs> yeah. That was an, he, he literally brought the marker out, nothing was on and just went boom, flick pass, no look, nothing. Yeah. And yet people were like, Oh, great try by Cody Walker. It was a great try. That's an outrageous play by yeah, a guy that's outrageous. six foot four, hundred and ten kilos. We, we, I mean, we, we didn't even see English do that. Yeah. Um, and I hate to compare because I know they're different people, but it's more just how out they're, they're once in a generation. Um, talent. And again, I think that the Roosters, the Roosters as a club, are so good at managing. Um, when they make decisions, they're, fan- they're so good at making their fans feel it's the right decision. And I'm not saying it was a right or wrong to get rid of Latrell, but they managed it so well that by the end of Latrell leaving, everyone's like, yeah, 100%, like, 100% he needs to go. Like, you know, he's this, he's that. When in reality, like when you look at the actual facts, um, Latrell wasn't bad for that side at all. They won back-to-back premierships. Uh, obviously, it was the same year they lost Cronk. but there's no way you can't tell me that many games last year for the, for the Roosters, when they needed something big, they didn't have Latrell there to do something amazing. He got them out, especially in 2019, he got them out of so many games against the Melbourne Storm. He does a drop goal, you know, 45 out to the left in the grand final. If he doesn't do that flick pass, Raiders probably roll over them. Um, and so, yeah, he's just a, he's an absolute freak athlete.
4: And let's go through. So their last premiership victory was in 2019. They beat the Raiders 14 points to eight. Missing from that team now is Luttrell Mitchell, Luke Keery, who's gone down to injury, Cooper Cronk, Sam Verrills at the moment. Boyd Cordner Mitch Alberson. Uh, Radley. Radley. Jake Friend. So Crazy. it is wow. mm. you can't identify it basically. So that, that would explain why the Roosters, uh, what happened to them last night. But there you go. So of course Lamb and Keary. Uh Lamb a MCL, C L, six to eight weeks, Keary expected to be gone for the season for an A C L. Bradman Best has been ruled out of Sunday's match against the West Tigers. We thought he may be in summed out. Uh, last week, but he was okay from that ankle injury. He's out with an elbow injury. By jeez, uh, this is a big opportunity for the West Tigers. Still no Kalen Ponga.
1: Oh man, yeah. Let's hope it's an opportunity for West Tigers. After watching them last week, they they have so much work to do. I was hopeful that they were going to be eight, but after you watched them the last two rounds, where do they start? You talk about the Broncos, and I know Denning. You get worked up about the Broncos, but when you look at West Tigers, how much longer? I, I love Madge. But how much longer do you believe in a coach like that when it just isn't working? Is it time for him to change his coaching ways or is he a coach that is so strict on how he coaches, he's not open to new coaching ways?
4: Katie, I think, and I'd be interested in Denon's thoughts here, I think it's now coming down to Madge is going to recognise it, right? Um, The Heat's either going to turn on to me or it's going to turn on to our next most important person in the club, which is your halfback. Yeah. So they've already had interviews with Hastings. We believe Jackson Hastings. I've gone through Luke Brooks's career, and he's a capable first grade, and we know that because he's played 150 first grade games. However, in his career, and I really like the the guy as a bloke, he has not had a winning season in his career as a halfback. He's never played in a final as a halfback. So, at what point you can be so invested? Can you be so invested down the wrong path? What do you think, Dennon?
3: Man, I mean, it's so it's, the Tigers. You have to, although Lou Brooks hasn't reached the heights that we hoped that he would, you also have to remember he's won Player of the Year at that club on multiple occasions. So he's the best of something not working. That club, from board all the way down to the playing, has not been stable for, I can't remember he's the last time it was stable. Hasn't been stable. When they won so that premiership? No, yeah. no, it hasn't been. Still no, wasn't
1: stable. The so, West
3: Tigers are still fighting at board level. They've been around for 21 years now, Denon. And so you look at a guy like Lou Brooks, Are you telling me Luke Brooks at Roosters or Storm wouldn't be an elite halfback? Are you telling me that? He has everything you need. He's never had a a long-term partnership. He's never had a long-term coach. You know, Michael Maguire has come in and, and I think, look, everyone has their different coaching methods. But the fact of the matter is they came ninth before he was with Ivan. They came 11th. So all of this talk about, you know, the players, this, players, that, that whole club, there's issues. It's not just the players not turning up. There's issues all the way, just like the Broncos, just like the Broncos, That's and and, the and and they they had a period there where they had Woods, Moses, Brooks, Tedesco, they had an opportunity like the Penrith Panthers did a couple of years ago to keep those boys hella high water, and they somehow lost them, and again they're going to be paying for that for quite a few. But that can all happen if above is okay and recruitment's okay, but it's just not like that. They, they've recruited what, what I find a question that I have, and I and I, I'm sure there's a no reason for it, but for a guy like Madge who you know, espouses accountability, um, discipline, all that kind of stuff. His signings haven't matched that. He hasn't signed players that are like that. So I, I wonder, is he doing the recruiting, or? Let me ask you a question, uh, Denon, and
4: I'll ask you, Katie, also. Luke Carey gone for the year. <laughs> Luke Brooks, you mentioned. If, oh. if, if West Tigers went to the Roosters and said, "Listen,
3: we'll give you Luke Brooks, but we want Jarawira Hargreaves," would you do it? Nah. Absolutely. Yes. Abs- if if on the Roosters. Yes. Million percent. Jared Huggins on the bench at the moment. Yeah. Million percent. Oh, yeah, what yeah, would yeah. you do I Katie? Sorry, I thought you meant so you Tigers
1: think... get Jared and they lose Luke. I'm yeah. going
3: no. So Roosters winning that deal? Roosters absolutely win. Look, Luke Brooks, it's it's beneficial for Luke Brooks regardless of who's to blame or whatever to move on from that club in my opinion. So what about Lindsay Collins? Yep. Absolutely. Still. still win. Halves are so hard to find. Yeah. You put you put Luke Brooks with like a Sam Walker or something like that. I think they're fantastic. Like again, I, I just think that Luke Brooks is one player of the year for that club multiple years. So how can you? you there's evidence that it's not purely his fault.
4: No, that's right. But you but, know what but, I mean? but but sometimes, well, many times in life, there's a win-win. Uh, and maybe something like that could be a win-win. But anyway, final say goes to the listeners, 457 736, 736. Uh, The Oatley Magpie writes, I think Matty Burton could play a huge role as fullback for Penrith. I don't totally disagree with that. We've got the judiciary news coming up after this. Uh, this is uh, crunch time, and crunch time all thanks to Red Rooster, crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. So stay with us right here. Spider Everett coming up uh it certainly is crunch time thanks to red rooster red rooster's crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and of course
3: uh plenty happening in the world of sport uh, spider everett about to join us denon uh play up play up is your best bet gamble responsibly call one 858 858 uh we've got spider here at the gold coast turf club how you going mate Yeah, not too bad. Just doing a little bit of research at the Gold Coast Surf Club, that is, because last week it was closed.
7: Like, they say a week's a long time in footy, a week's a long time in everything. When you look at the East Coast last week and now we're up and running in the NRL. We've got massive races and the AFL's running away as well. So, big weekend.
3: Mate, we've got uh, three tantalising clashes today. What are your thoughts on the three games for Super Saturday?
7: Yeah, looking at this uh, super sad day, Raiders and the Warriors. Uh, you know, we look at play up at the moment. Dollar thirty two for the Raiders, three fifty for the Warriors. But for me, I reckon the Warriors competitive. They're tough, solid. Um, they haven't lost, you know, by a great margin. Don't win by a great margin. So, if I was on, you know, the Warriors were plus ten and a half at a dollar eighty two. They've dropped down to now the Warriors at plus eight and a half at dollar So there's been a bit of value there, and I still reckon that's a little bit of value. We can go out to what I reckon is probably the biggest game of the weekend, Broncos and the Bulldogs, because uh, both of these teams absolutely need a win. And uh, Broncos $1.73, Bulldogs $2.14. And again, I don't know about you, but I reckon I'm, I'm more interested about the first team that scores. And uh, the Broncos $1.75 to do that, Bulldogs two o five. Who's going to score first, do you reckon?
3: Mate, I'm going to say the Broncos. Being a formal Bronco, matter of fact, I'm I'm thinking Broncos 13 plus to be honest, as a former Bronco. Uh, but we also we got the uh, we got the big races today. Three big races, including the Golden Slipper. What are your thoughts on that, mate?
7: Yeah, when you jump through through, through to Rose Hill, uh, you know, race five, you got the Guineas, and uh, Malunga should take that out. Block for a run, last start, two dollars eighty to two dollars ninety. Now the Golden Slipper profit tier, I actually, with the owners during the week, and as soon as I said, how do you reckon they're going to go, their face kind of set it all. So it's drifted from $3.90 out to four twenty. Stay inside number eight at $4.80. will probably start favourite, But for me, I'm going to stick with number 13. Four moves ahead, $6.50. A lot of people got that at $15 a week ago. One on soft, and it ticks all the boxes. And just quickly, I reckon race eight, the Galaxy. Have a look at that one. Play up number 12, air. Toil- uh, it's a Cam Smith of racing. It's never had a bad start. It's ran six firsts, two seconds at $4.80. I love it.
3: Mate, Cam Smith of ra- racing, that is a huge call. I'm, I'm backing <laughs> it. I am backing it.
7: It's <laughs> <laughs> a massive call, but, uh, hey, there's got to be a horse out there like it, and uh, <laughs> it's got a very nice CV. And just very quickly, we can't go past. What about Buddy Franklin kicking it off uh, very shortly? Sydney, twenty eight. Adelaide, $3.00 at play up. For me, Buddy, first goal at $6.50. There are always footy gods when it comes to footy, and it could have happened at 23. And we all know how famous the number 23, Michael Jordan. He'd come back after retirement, so he mentally wasn't right. Warney unfortunately took some diuretics from his mum. I know it was from his mum, but didn't come back the same, Shane Warne But Buddy Franklin, he's only been put on ice for 18, wait, 18 months, 500 and something days, Buddy hasn't played for.
3: Wow, wow. that, that That's a that's a long time to be out. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. Play up, play up is your best bet. Bet now at playup.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Uh, yes,
4: thank you very much, Spidey. Enjoy the Gold Coast Race Club. Uh, Scans, by the way, here's the news, and this is not the news you Roosters fans wanted to hear. Scans have revealed the Roosters' worst fears. It's being reported in the Daily Telegraph with star halfback Luke Keery suffering a torn ACL that will end his season. So that is the news that has been confirmed. Um, They've got rookie half Sam Walker. You've got the backup of Drew Hutchinson, or maybe even Joey Manu, who could be uh, potentially moved to the half. So that is a big, big blow as far as you Roosters fans are concerned there. So let's uh, let's cheer up things a little bit, shall we? Um, let's talk about some footy feel-goods. And it doesn't have to be limited to Rugby League. Uh, start with you, Denham. What's some of your footy feel-goods, or one of your footy feel-goods as far as this week has been concerned?
3: Well, it's uh, it's it's a two birds with one stone kind of thing. Yeah. First of all, we got to see a, a video of Damien Cook taking his shirt off, so that's <laughs> the first feel-good story for me personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, arousal, uh, very aroused, very aroused and excited. Yeah. Um, but also, he gave his jersey to a, a a lady that had lost a loved one that was, um, you know, a huge part of the borough. He didn't miss a game. Matter of fact, they they loved the Barney b- so much that they had his funeral and then went to his game. So Damien Cook um, took it on his, you know, own accord to go up and give him his give her his jersey, which I just thought that, you know. These are young men that play footy and they get a bad rap. Don't get me wrong, we do some really really stupid things. There's no there's no denying that and we can absolutely be better in a lot of parts of um society, but there also is some fantastic blokes, blokes that go out of their way to do good for the community. So I love seeing Cookie do that.
4: Uh, Friday oh, – it's not Friday, it's a Saturday, by the way. Uh, footy Feel Goods, uh, where did you land, Brownie? Friday. <laughs> well, On
1: Friday, yeah. oh, fr- well, mine, on Friday yeah. was in the soccer world, in the A-League, um, Raleigh Dobson. So she's plays for Melbourne City. They got a win in her final game, 2-1 over Perth Glory. But her partner – is suffering from brain cancer. So she is actually retiring from the game to help look after him and enjoy life. And um, he proposed to her. And it was so funny. Funny. It was beautiful. But the commentary, they sort of, they were talking about how she would proposed to him twice. And he'd said, you know, yeah, yeah, one day, one day, one day. And then, Literally after they said that, wow. he got down on one knee and proposed. It was so cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, the whole team was beautiful.
4: That is beautiful. Footy yeah. feel goods, they would call that. Yeah. Uh, what about this one? A fellow called Mike Pether. He tweeted out, uh, just saw Adam Fanua Blake and Ben Murdoch Masilla helping an elderly lady change her tyre in pouring down rain in Tugra on the Central Coast in his Warriors training gear. What a legend. Uh, don't make him do extras for being late. <laughs> Uh, There you go, Mike Pethers. So well done to Adam Fenua Blake and Ben Murdoch-Masilla. I feel like we've got royalty here, social media royalty. We've got – it's like the Cameron Smith and the (laughs) Billy Slater of social media. We've got uh, Denon Kemp here, right? We've got Katie Brown. But we've also got uh, Dean from the NRL Roasters chimed in. He said, uh, boys uh, and girls, Staines was winning Bush footy grade first grade comps at fullback at 17 and played fullback all through Panthers junior grades. Give him the shot. Also, get Kempy to announce the name of the Sharks back rower Billy M. Cheers, Uncle Roasty. Oh, uh, the sh- I think his name is I like that. Oh, there you go. Nice. Well done, Dino. We do appreciate that as well. Uh, plenty more coming up. Peter Vellani's is about to join us very shortly too. So, if you've got questions for the great PVL, hit us on the text line oh 04- four. Five seven seven three six seven three six. Let's have a quick squeeze at the NRL judiciary report so far this uh, round. Jack Bird, grade two, grade two, contrary conduct on Moses Suli, base of two hundred points.
3: What do you make of that one? Well, I think it's all all relative, you know. Like if that's two hundred points, what's that usually about? Two weeks, yeah. So you know, I am sure we're going to get to it. But the Fafito with the roosters thing, yes, there is absolutely no way that bird should be getting two weeks if he's is also 200 points that's I, what it again
4: is. is is it also 200 points yeah, grade one striking on Jai Arrow. that's
3: outrageous that that's that's outrageous yeah. um you know bird obviously I don't even think bird should get anything you know a little bit of scuffle who cares like yeah. it, it no one got hurt it actually adds to the game there's no there was no danger in it yeah um, again it's all relative too if he's getting two weeks and for feet of a, a guy that's being held on the ground with his face down gets punched in the back of the head also gets two weeks, that's outrageous.
1: It was deliberate. Mm-hmm. That is like when you look at both scenarios, Jack Bird, it looked like he was uh, putting his leg on Moses Sully in slow mo because he realized what he was doing and mm. it was stupid. Mm. But with uh, what, uh, what's his last name? It's Sukula for Feeder. Sukula for Feeder. He's played seven first grade games. He's 21. He's played three this year. Like, mm. You deliberately punched Jai Arrow in the back of the head. We know Jai Arrow said, "Of course, he he milked it once he did it." But if he had punched any harder and concussed him, how does he not know that he hasn't had any um, concussion the, symptoms? The
3: crazy thing is, though, is like we're talking about Jai Arrow, one of the toughest players in the NRL. Of course, he's not going to get hurt by that. But even in MMA, yeah. an actual fight. You're not allowed to punch in the back of the is head, that right? And can get disqualified for it.
1: It's a dog <laughs> shot. <laughs> it's so if you punch someone in the back of the head in public, that is a dog shot, and you go to jail. Yeah. I'm not suggesting it is a dog shot. It's a dog shot. Yeah, it's it is. Not, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I think I agree.
3: Mind. I agree with you. It's it's not about the damage that it caused. It's about. The message that it's sending. Again, look, he was young, he's young. It was a, a massive brain explosion. I'm not not putting shit in the poor kid because he's gonna the act the the fallout. Not, it's not actually going to be from the uh, match review committee that's going to hurt him. It's going to be the Roosters because they're not about that. They've yeah. never been about no. that. They're not a grubby club, and I can guarantee you that senior playing group. And the Roosters are sitting down with a young fella and just saying, mate, you ever get close to doing that again, you won't be here.
4: Yeah, t- uh, Trent Robbins has already come out and said it's not part of the game. Uh, Freddie Lussie, by the way, won't miss any games, might miss participating in the Golden Slipper today. He's been a uh, doctor <laughs> fine of $1,500, Freddie Lussick, so uh, his wallet is a little bit lighter. Peter Volandi's about to join us, uh, ladies and gentlemen. 0457 736 736 If you'd like to have your say. Uh, the Tigers need to ramp it up today. Let's go, Warriors, says Will. Uh, hi, guys. What are your thoughts on Teddy to 5'8", Walker to number 7, Manu to fullback, Sawali to centre. Kind regards, Bobby Rooster. I do not hate that, Bobby Rooster. I can tell you that. Plenty more text messages. We'll get to those in a moment. Peter Volandi's about to join us. Stay with us right here on Crunch Time. Thanks to Red Rooster, Red Rooster's crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. This is Crunch Time on SCN. Crunchy fried
2: chicken by Red Rooster.
4: Yes, it certainly is, and it's crunch time as far as this show is concerned. Thanks to Red Rooster, Red Rooster's crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. What about uh, this last 12 months? Have a listen to this and how far the world has come in this time. As we said from the outset,
0: the paramount consideration in our decision-making process has always been the safety and the health of our players. Unfortunately, that's taken a dramatic turn today. Our pandemic expert and our biosecurity expert has said due to the rapid rate of infection that we can no longer guarantee the safety of our players to continue to play. And as I said, that's the paramount consideration in all our decision-making, is the safety and health of our players. Accordingly, we are suspending the season. We are going to put a time period to the suspension. We are going to look at every available option to us in the next week or so as to how we can recommence the season, be it in other areas, be it in northern Queensland, all the options are still on the table. We thank the players for for all their support to date, and we also thank the fans. This decision hasn't been taken lightly, but we have a world-renowned pandemic expert, and they are very, very concerned at the rapid rate of this infection. And... um, as I said, we will and always consider the health of our players before anything else, and we've had no other, no other option but to suspend the
4: season. Uh, uh, that is the voice of our leader, and I say our leader because as stakeholders of the game, and that includes all the fans who are probably the biggest stakeholder of the game, it is this man who is guiding us through the rough seas. He is the ARLC Commission Chairman. His name is Peter Valandis, and he is there at Rosehill Gardens on a very, very busy day. And, Peter Valandis, we appreciate you. T- taking time out of your day to join us here on SEN.
6: No, my pleasure.
4: How's things going out there, Pete, uh, today for Golden Slipper Day?
6: No, look, it's fantastic to see the crowds back. um, You know, uh, coming in here, you know, for the first time, I actually love seeing traffic because there was a lot of traffic coming into the race course, which meant there's going to be a decent crowd. You know, they're expecting over 15,000. Which is, the, which is the maximum that we can have under the COVID protocols because you can only have about 75% I think until next week when we can go back to 100. So, no, it's, it's, the atmosphere is electric
4: out here. And uh, big crowds we've had at the Rugby League as well. Uh, take us through personally your journey over the last 12 months, Peter Bellini's. Look,
6: it, it was one of the toughest 12 months ever. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, just listening to that uh, press announcement that we made at the time... Um, It made me wonder if we had made the right decision because all the advice that we had received, unfortunately, wasn't correct. And the infection rate didn't uh, rapidly increase in the actual fact it went down. So from the day we we shut, uh, I did my own analysis and kept the daily infection rates. And if they had started to go down, we could predict with some certainty when we could recommence. So um, we then formed the Apollo Committee that was getting that advice. And because I was well aware of what you have to do during these sort of things because of EC1 influenza 10 years ago, and it's very similar, and you need biosecurity measures where you keep the players away from the general community and they can play. And we proved it in racing because we continued with our biosecurity protocols, we, you know, having the jockeys and the trainers and everyone um, segregated from the general community, and even though it's a contact sport if everyone is segregated it doesn't matter because um, you've got people that are negative playing people that are negative and that's why we were confident about starting on the 28th of May because the figures that we were doing uh, showed that there wasn't that danger to the players there wasn't uh, the infection rate that was predicted and in actual fact from the from the very first next day it actually came down and when we started on the 28th of May, it was nearly back to zero. So, And the reason we picked the 28th of May is that it was ambitious. But, however, if we got it wrong and there was a, an outbreak, we could always go back to a, a later date. So, yeah, And realistically, what the 28th of May brought for us is it, as the Prime Minister said at a at lunch the other day, it was a psychological effect, not just for the sport, but for the whole community. That the, you know, if sport can recommence, people could see there was a light at the end of the tunnel in this pandemic.
3: Hi, Peter. It's uh, Denon kempi I'm a former Brisbane Broncos player. Um, first of all, thank you so much for getting the game back up and running. Uh, but I just, I've absolutely loved how exciting footy has gotten. You know, I'm a fan now as a past play, a former player. But I also, you know, with this year, we, we've seen. You know the numbers that I've seen is a slight increase in injuries and don't get me wrong I think we should make the most entertaining product as possible and I think we're we're there or thereabouts but is there measures in place to I guess track the long term injuries and make sure that our main products with the, which are the players um, you know are fighting fit by the end of the year look absolutely the, the players took as I said the safety of our players is paramount to us um,
6: what we hope with the rule changes is that there was compliance that that, that the players Followed the rules, and if you followed the rules, all it was going to do is eliminate the wrestle and uh, allow the ten meter um, situation, which which makes the game entertaining in itself. It's only when you uh, not if you wrestle in the in the or slow the ruck down or not stand back the ten meters that the six again is given. You know, and I was talking to one of the leading coaches, and he said to me that he spent the whole off season on compliance so to not to give away those six agains, and you'll find that that there isn't as many as everyone thinks there is that, um, that is occurring. In, in actual fact, in the first round, the game was actually slower than last year. So, But look, we're going to monitor it and we're going to make sure that we've got the right balance. You know, If it's not the right balance, we'll change it. And, but the only real big change this year has been that we're giving six again for the 10 metres offside and the fact that when you kick the ball into touch, uh, there's a recommencement rather than a scrum. So there's not too much realistically that's changed Um because normally you'd get a penalty if you, if you didn't stand back at 10 metres. But this way, um, it just continues the game on without the cons- consistent interruptions.
1: Peter Valandis, Katie Brown here. Uh, good to hear from you. And thanks for coming on. Just further on that, do you think it's because the players are more professional that we're seeing the injuries light up? Like Luke Keery's the latest. So will there be a review at the end of the season if we do feel that there are more injuries?
6: Absolutely. Look that uh, and we can't jump to conclusions. You know, there's always injuries in, in rugby league. And I remember when, you know, there was a spate some many years ago on ACL injuries. And it, it, it may be due to different circumstances. This year also, we had a much shorter pre-season. Because we finished so late last year, we didn't have as many trial games. And um, that, that would have an effect as well. But no, absolutely, we'll, we'll review it. And if, if we've gone too far in one way or the other, we'll, we'll recalibrate and, um, and change it.
4: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, of course, uh, the limited time in the pre-season as a knock-on effect from last year. Peter, the number that I'm going to keep hearing, I think, as things go on is the number 18. The number 18 as far as a possible 18th man in the game and the number 18, Peter, as far as an 18th team in the competition is concerned. Uh, What do you make of those two different scenarios?
6: Look, we're always open to the 18th um, person on the bench. Um, but what we're doing is we're keeping our concussion protocols a dynamic situation. That mm. means we'll make changes when uh, we believe that they're necessary. And we, we're putting into place a panel of concussion experts, people that specialize in this area. We don't want to listen to the, you know, the rent a quote sort of type experts that come out. We we want proper information. And, and if that information requires us to have an 18th person on the bench, we will do that. If it requires some other change to protocols, we'll do that as well. But we we won't make any knee-jerk reactions. We'll, we'll just carefully analyse the, the information. And I think the best initiative we've actually carried out is having this expert panel that can make these decisions in real time and not waiting to the you know, end of the season. If we need to change something, we will. In relation to the expeditional team in Brisbane, it has to uh, stack up as a business case. And it just We're not just going to do it. It has to show that there's benefit to the game. One of the main reasons we're looking at it is for participation in Queensland. Our participation rates have dropped. Our greatest real estate, as I call it, is the state of origin. If you don't look after your market in Queensland, your state of origin will suffer in the long term. And we don't want that because that's what the broadcasters spend a lot of money on with us, which funds the remaining parts of our game, is the state of origin. So it's got to stay strong. It can't get lopsided. And we need to do some work in Queensland. And, you know, you've got many teams in Sydney. You've only got one in Brisbane and one on the Gold Coast and one on uh, northern Queensland. So there's an imbalance. And if you want to continue to be a rugby league state, because there's no doubt in my mind that the AFL have made some progress and there's been a lot of money up there, um, and we need to counteract that. And having a presence every weekend at Suncorp Stadium is a major factor because it's out of sight, uh, out of mind. So it's important to us that we look at the expansion in Queensland and, and we've given a commitment to all our clubs that we won't do it you know, until we talk to all of them. And as, as I've stressed, that it really needs to stack up as a business case.
1: Peter, you're a man who is very good at creating change and there is one topic that has been in the headlines for the last two weeks, Dally M voting. There is one man in this room who has been very vocal. Here is your chance, Joel. Ask PVL, the boss... What has to happen with no, Dalian voting?
4: Uh, there's another race That's about it. to jump at Rose Hill, Pete. I'm only going to be 30 <laughs> seconds on this and let you get back. Uh, I just think we go to the broadcasters who are at the game, radio and television. They all submit as a consensus, as we do at SEN, and it just takes out the clangor. All the points go in. We spit out 3-2-1, and it is bulletproof, and we can start this weekend. What do you think, Pete? Look,
6: we've taken uh, we've taken Joel's proposal to the management, and they're, they're analysing it as we speak. <laughs> we did have a panel of seasoned... Uh, journalists that we did go through all the options with the dally and they all wanted to, to keep it the way it was but again um, if it's not working we'll change it and joel's ideas are very good and, and i always like ideas i always like people putting them forward because um now we will implement them you know the, before there was a an aversion to risk and an aversion to change that aversion's gone with uh, with uh, us and if we need to change the dally and follow of Joel's
4: uh, proposal, we will. Uh, thank you very much, Peter. I know you've got to run because in eight minutes' time, uh, I would love to see She's Ideal win the third race at uh, Rose Hill. But before we go, the great Denon Kemp, who's so connected to so many of the knockabouts in rugby league, has one final question. Peter, no, I, heard
3: no you, I heard you are a bit of a goal back in the day on the footy field and um, you're media savvy, that's for sure. If you were to have a post-match interview, who would you give full credit to?
6: That's a good question. Um, it depends on the circumstances of the game, who you'd give the credit to. But normally, you'd give the credit to um, your fellow players and, and how the game panned out. And, and and if the referee allowed it to be an entertaining game without continual interruption, I'd, you'd probably get, you know you'd probably mention them as well.
2: Yeah, you've got
1: to say full credit. You've got to say full credit to the referees, PVR.
6: Or, well, no, I would say full credit to the
4: the ARL Commission. That's what I'd be saying. Well done. Well done. Well done, done, Peter Valendiz. Uh, Go and cheer on uh, She's Ideal for me, please, in race three, and go and enjoy the afternoon, of which you are playing a major part as well, and we are so grateful for your time on this Saturday.
6: No, my pleasure, thanks, thanks for the opportunity.
4: Ah uh, the great Peter Valandis, and he's absolutely you got that. It. You he, got he it. is <laughs> he is such a great Demon. leader for our uh, particular code, and we are very, very grateful uh, to have Peter Valandis on this Saturday on crunch time. We are very, very delighted to have him there. What well, isn't he a great chat?
1: Oh, yeah, and I feel like he doesn't dismiss anything you want to ask him.
3: I love how reasonable he is. Oh, yeah. You know, he he's you know, you ask a question about, for example, the injuries, and he'll give his point and where he thinks he's, the 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 game stands. But he'll also say, "Look, we'll review it and mm. we will change it." Whereas I feel like the game for many years was kind of uh, scared of change, and you know, change is tough.
1: We didn't get him on the independent bunker.
3: Yes, that's true. That's no, very I, true. I just.
4: It, it you know what he would have been screwed away Thanks. there at at Rosehill Gardens uh, taking a call taking up so much time like he's a massive part of the racing community as we <laughs> know maybe he well he is the number one as far as racing is concerned in New South Wales as well for him to give up his time on Golden Slipper day is very very good uh, here comes Ian from Fitzroy listening in driving from Melbourne to Sydney loving the show uh, he wanted us to ask about PVL about how he feels about the plaque in his honor at University of Wollongong I, I wasn't aware of that but
3: yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a, a, a kind of Hello Sport podcast. Right. They, um, you know, they think that he's the the son of uh, son of Christ, right? And so they, someone at University of Wollongong, was a listener of their podcast, and they actually just put the plaque up without asking anyone, um, and it actually scored the Hello Sport guys an interview with Blandy's because he had the plaque down at U- University of Wollongong.
4: Uh, not everyone loves the Roosters, particularly Rod from Nauru. He said the way the Chooks treated young Flano. Uh, they deserve this, sucked in you latte, uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, I think that's very, very heavy, but uh, that is sport, isn't it? The tribalism of of sport. You love your team, you hate your team, and uh, passionate people like Rod want to have their say. I agree that the punch to the back of the head is definitely worse than a stomp, but that stomp by Bird was 100% a deliberate dog act and deserved two to three, shouldn't have left the Sharks. Up, up! Obviously, <laughs> a little yeah, bit, Yeah, yeah. Was up. there a
3: stomp? Though it didn't
1: look like a stomp. I didn't think. I so. didn't I see mean, a am stomp. Am I watching the wrong yeah. right video? It Wait. looked like he went to put his. He did put his foot down, but it was. It wasn't. A st-
3: I honestly didn't because I wasn't watching it with sound, so maybe I didn't. I just didn't see that. I just thought he roughed him up a little bit, and yeah, maybe things could have flown out and hit his head or whatever, or stamped, stomped on his hands or something. Well, or? No,
1: after that, so after he had the, the um melee with mm. Suli, he then. He fell on Sully. Fell on the ground, and he put his foot oh, on Sully on, on his Sully's leg.
3: Leg. I didn't see that. But it
1: was like slow mo. I
3: mean, that's again. Because he, he,
1: I think he realised what he did.
3: It's yeah. I don't know. I, it's I know, interpretation, it, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't see that as missing footy. Maybe give him a fine. Um, you know, especially when, relatively speaking, this, if you're going to give it the same punishment as getting punched in the back of the head, then clearly something's either one's not getting enough or someone's getting too much.
1: That's an issue in the yeah. game if that's what's happening, yeah.
4: Yeah, so that was brilliant. Uh, having Peter Bellini's, you can catch up on the podcast as well uh, and or via the SEN app, wherever you're listening, by the way. Uh, this is crunch time. Crunch time, thanks to Roosters. Now, what's on today, uh, Katie? You've got the big game tomorrow. So how do you spend the rest of the day?
1: Oh, I'm out to Parramatta. Right. Yeah, working with Zach Bailey out there for the Eels. Right. Yep. Yeah, so I'm there until midnight now.
4: Wow, to yeah. midnight.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh, until the game finishes, yeah. So we've got a uh, knock-on effect cup yeah.
4: and the big game. Wow.
1: Sharks and Eels.
4: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. You know the Sharks and the Eels. So the Sharkies missed the most tackles in the comp last week. The Eels are yet to concede a try through a forward. It's all been out on the fringes. They're They're going okay, the Eels. Gosh, Don't worry about would. that. Denon, what are you doing this afternoon?
3: Um, I'll probably go do a little bit of work and then I'll spend some time with the missus, maybe go for a walk, get a feed. Mate, life is good. Oh, That's good. wholesome. Yeah, very wholesome. What are you doing, Joe?
4: Uh, we ha- well, first first thing I'm doing is I've got this afternoon off. So remember I said it's an awful day to be a, a schooner uh, or a bloke, bloke beer. I'm going to find a target and I'll be running hard at those for a while, right? Then at about 6 p.m., my wife's going to pick me up and uh, we've got four kids, and the other three are at parties, right? So, Miller, who's number two, we're going to go for a nice dinner. We don't get to do this too often with one of the kids. Cute. We're going to go for a nice dinner, just the three of us, uh, Wifey and I and uh, Miller, one That's of the daughters. so
1: cute. Love yeah. that.
4: Yeah, so looking forward to that. i will be, be half cut. Uh, but no, I'm actually taking it easy these days. I'll be...
1: Oh, you said three, you were just three
4: looking at a cut. scooter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. So let's look ahead to the games on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You've got the Knights taking on the West Tigers. Game two fifty for Mitchell Pearce. Game three hundred for
3: Mitchell Pearce. Mate, I think uh, obviously it's a huge game for Mitchell Pearce. But Jaden Brayley has just been um, so good for them. You know the service that Mitch has been able to get out of out of uh, the hooking hooking role. Um, it's tightened everything up. Their forward pack looks like a genuine top eight forward pack. I mean, even top six. Um, so I just think that uh, Mitchell Pierce, especially when Green gets back and uh, Kaelin Pong gets back is they're going to go from strength to strength this year because if they don't, then changes need to happen. You know, they, they kind of just missed the eight last year uh, or they just made the maybe eight, eight.
1: maybe eight, And yeah. the year
3: before they just missed the eight. Yep. So they're making progress.
1: I think they're making progress. Jaden Braley has been great for my super coach team. much mm. as just sad. But, <laughs> I think Connor Watson, so they've named him twice to come on lock, then come off the bench. Do you want to see him? Do you think he, both of you question, uh, at lock?
3: I like him in there. I don't mind him in there, not yeah. it? With a new style of footy, the smaller frame can handle that lock position. Um, I think there was many years, and Jason Tamalolo kind of led the charge of this extra front rower as your lock, and I think with the pace of the game speeding up, a guy like Connor Watson, you know, I, I made a post about this a couple of weeks ago, but that kind of third half on the field, it's really helping you. Even look at Benji Marshall has had so much impact with yeah. Rabbitohs because he comes on as a third half. And, you know, just speaking about Rabbitohs again, it's actually the perfect setup because what it does is it pushes Latrell out to his center position that he used to be at and he's got that extra attacking weapon. But um, on to Connor Watson, he just eases the pressure of Mitchell Pierce because we all know that like Mitchell Pierce is such a great half, but at the same time, if you, if you put too much on his plate, he tries too hard mm. and it hurts his own game. Whereas you bring Connor Watson on at 13, you've got that extra semi-ball-playing player there just to ease the burden a bit. Obviously, Caelan Ponga coming back, he's a bit of a ball player too. So, yeah, I really do like Connor Watson at 13.
4: He almost signed a contract with the Tigers, incidentally, uh, did uh, Connor Watson before he went to the Knights. Uh, so have your say on the text line as well, 0457 Seven three six seven three six. Talking about injuries, is there a player that your club would love to get and swap and bring him to them? Let us know. For example, with Kiery Down Roosters fans, which player would you love to pinch from another club and who would you give back? Who would be like for like? Uh, David Riccio on Twitter, he's uh, announcing here, speaking about Super Coach. If you've got uh, Andrew Fafita in your team, uh, keep him out because uh, Cronulla Sharks prop Andrew Fafita will line up for Newtown this afternoon. So that's uh, three games in a row. What's his future look like, do you think?
1: I don't think it looks very good at the Sharks. Does it end
4: up there this year? Does he end up the season at the Sharks?
1: Well, Hook denied that he'd spoken to him about the Dragons move. Mm. So it's unfair. You know what I hate? I hate when a a player has to end their career and it's not their choice. Mm. And right now it's not Andrew Fafita's choice. And when we watched him in All-Stars, I didn't think he looked out of place. Mm. I thought he'd done a really good job at trying to get back and get fit. So... Unfortunately, if Bomber said it's a bit of his defence, it's because there's younger men coming through who are just playing better in that 17. So he's got to do something and he's got to keep proving week in, week out. He's just never been in this position before.
3: I think also we, we just haven't seen that relationship blossom with Morris and Fafida. We haven't seen... It just, for whatever reason, not that there's an issue there, but it just doesn't seem like Fafida suits the plan that Morris wants. And, um, you know, speaking to some of the players, they had the most missed tackles, I think, last year. So Morris coming into this year said to the players, oh, I'm going to pick the best defenders, the best 17. Yeah. And you know what? He's been proven right this year. They've They've been in games where the defence has absolutely won them the game. Even like last week... They hung in that game. The Ra- Raiders were all over him in the first, you know, 40 or whatever, and it was their defence and keeping the score low that kept gave him a chance to, you know, fight back. And you know, obviously, if Chans- Chad Townsend hits, you know, uh, two from four, they go on to win it. So, look, I think that um, the, the problem with a guy like Fafida, though is that because he's such a impactful player at times it's a very big risk bringing him into your squad now because he can change the flow of your whole forward pack that's right and the flow of your whole game you you, he may be the greatest offloader in the game and skipping across everything like that but you may not need that you know and 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 so he he may suit someone that needs a bit of experience and may and you know needs some of that extra flair but it's actually a much bigger uh, purchase than you give it credit for because he's not just a a one-off-the-ruck player. That, that's not his um, strength. So you've got to make sure that he suits the style of footy you're trying to play. Who
1: would you take out of that side? Aaron Woods, Braden Ham, hamlin Ueli, Teague Wilton, Aidan Tolman, Jack Williams, Billy Magulius. Like, you can't take any of that. Well, I just –
3: yeah, and I I think that, like, you know, if you've got, like, prime for feeder, you he's – let's say, if he does have defensive um, deficiencies, I'm not sure if he does, but if he does, you can go, you know what, his attacking flair is so good, Mm. we're willing to cop that. Whereas at the moment, because he is a little bit older, he's still a great footy player, as you saw in the All-Stars. You know, he's he's not the player that he was when he was 25 years old. I still think he has a lot to offer. Uh, but it is, it's is—it's a harder choice to make um, when, you know, you look back when he was 20. Well, you look at the grand final, two thousand. Yeah. They, they don't win the game without Fafito, no way. You know? yeah. There's no way they win that game. So it is going to be interesting. Also, you've got to remember, he's a big boy. The mm. game has sped up. He's had a bunch of injuries. So it, it's only natural that it's going to take him time to adjust to the new game, especially as such a big, big boy. Um, so I still think he's got plenty of footy in him. I think he's got plenty to offer. Uh, a squad, um, especially an inexperienced squad. Like, you know, depending on how much it costs, but like even like at the Broncos, you know, maybe you have him there to teach some of the younger boys. You know, he's played international footy. He's won a grand final. Um, You know, you look at the West Tigers, he could, you know, make a, a homecoming. So I do think there are squads that could benefit from him being involved in it absolutely
4: they could uh in other news too Bradman Best ruled out Joey Lelua of course dropped out of that clash in the Cowboys versus the Titans Michael Morgan is out you add that to Tao Malolo, and the big spender or the big money is now on Valentine Holmes there's big parts of the cap who was out of that clash uh and pressure already on Toddy Payton uh, as the Titans come off a big win against the Broncos Parramatta are flying so can they yet another win. Stay undefeated. The Parramatta Eels against the Sharks. Broncos taking on the Bulldogs. And then we've got the Raiders versus the Warriors. Now you'll hear the call with Matty White, Scott Sattler and Timmy Manor. They'll be calling the Raiders versus Warriors game for SEN and NRL Nation straight after crunch time. Jared Croker is back for the Canberra Raiders. But uh, it's been a fun old day. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, by the way, he'll come in for Chanel Harris-Tavita who is out. Uh, Cody Nicarima in the half. So Matty White getting ready for the call. Scotty Sattler and Timmy Manor Uh, Katie Brown getting ready for the big game tomorrow. You take on who?
1: North Bears.
4: You got me there. Yeah,
3: they go.
1: Oh, good. Oh, good I'm not up against Shawnee Stowers. I've,
3: I've heard, and it's just I've heard, so don't shoot the messenger, that you are the Greg Inglis of the... Yeah. the, the ah! That's what I've heard. Uh, Did you I'm not, not sure. see me get
1: cut in half <laughs> last no.
3: week? I, yeah. I'm just telling you what I heard. Don't shoot the messenger. That's just what uh, I heard.
1: That's such a well, lie. Katie,
4: I appreciate you coming here directly after your captain's run this morning.
1: Was it a bit smelly? Does the studio smell
4: probably No, so no, no. We're good,
3: mate. up. we grew up
4: in changing rooms. This is You smell beautiful compared to some of the boys.
3: <laughs> Jesus. Oh, absolutely. So,
4: Denon, this afternoon you're out there
3: walking... You're talking. Quality time with the missus. Yes. Show her. I appreciate oh, her. Thank you for making the house so great and being such a supportive missus. Uh, oh, good man. You know, all that kind of stuff.
4: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, SEN debut. Outstanding. Well done, Thanks, mate. So, well thank done. You. Thank you yeah. again, thank you. Katie. Uh, thank you very much. Amen. Thank you to Brooksy. And for everyone out there, uh, good luck if your team is playing today. Good luck if you're having a bit of a dabble. In the Golden Slipper, of course, doing so responsibly. Uh, just repeating the scores so far this week. Well, it all started on Thursday night, which feels like weeks ago, where it was the grand final rematch. Penrith Panthers, 12, defeating the Melbourne Storm, 10. And then the Dragons said, you know what? We're going to be higher on the ladder than you, Melbourne Storm. We're going to beat Manly, 38 points to 12. South Sydney last night, 26 points to 16 but as i say round three continues and it continues on sen maddie white scotty Sattler, timmy manor this has been a fun show another show thanks to red rooster a delicious crunchy new fried chicken by red rooster available at selected restaurants the roosters calling and that was crunched on